Hi, I'm George from MBI Hockey. And I'm Brody from Broly Talks Hockey. And uh, welcome back to Odd Man Rush. This is our Central Division preview. And uh, first of all, thank you for everybody who's been listening um, along here. We're three episodes officially in, I guess three and like a half, if we count like the little like five minute intro that we did, but technically our third episode. And uh, we're getting like pretty good viewership and everything. So thank you everybody for uh, following along and enjoying uh, the episodes. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, the Central Division. Uh, let's transition from that happy uh, intro to the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah. Um, where things are not happy, but, you know, uh, right. at least they're selling out. So that's... Yeah, that's impressive. Uh, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if you noticed, but a little sidebar. Um, I wanted to watch the, uh, the first Coyotes preseason game because, you know, I think watching a team play in like a 3000 seat arena is fascinating. Um, and the NHL like refused to post like the game recap until like this afternoon when the game was last night. They like, it was the only game they didn't post highlights for, for like a good, like <laughs> probably 20 hours after the game ended. I was like, it was so weird. I didn't understand. <laughs> but uh, So I don't know if that's just them like pretending the counties don't exist or, right. or what's going on. But uh, anyway, um uh Arizona this uh this offseason. Um couple big additions. Um Zach Cassian, Nick Bukestad, Troy Stetcher, Josh Brown, and Patrick Nemeth. Um basically all of which are just to get them over the uh the cap. Um the, the cap floor. Um they lose Anton Strawman, Phil Kessel, Alex Galchenyuk, Louis Erickson, and Jay Beagle. Um so clearly uh Arizona's still in there. Let's not be good again era um mm-hmm. but quickly what are your what are your thoughts on the uh the counties currently yeah um they're just bad pr that's that's the arizona coyotes like um this team is just gross like looking at their depth chart oh man like you really got nothing special there you've got clayton keller yeah well clayton you got clayton keller like you he's are clayton keller he's very good nick, he's a very good nick player Schmoltz is, isn't bad no, Nick Schmaltz isn't awful, but uh, Travis fine. Boyd on the second line. Nathan Smith is a real person. I don't, Dude, I don't believe that, man. Nathan, I don't Smith, Nathan Smith's amazing. I was really I hoping the Jets would trade him. <laughs> but what a name, though. Nathan Smith. Uh, Lawson Krause. Run center. That's got Kelly Cup potential written all over it, baby. Yeah, as long as uh, as long as his wrist doesn't get injured like in the World <laughs> Juniors, actually maybe they'll go off if he's injured, like the World Juniors did. Yeah, um, you're just a sign of an upgrading team when you go out and you get Zach Cassian. I mean that veteran presence is definitely needed. Um, no, but Dyson but Mayo, I also don't believe exists. That's that's the that's not a real person. No, either. that is. He's also garbage at hockey, <laughs> so we should pretend he's not a real person at this no point. Shot. That guy's real. Like, also playing on the top pair somehow. <laughs> yeah, I know. No kidding. I mean, Shane Gosper actually had a decent season last year, so I'll give him he that. Did. But yeah, um, he, I guess he looked like Shane the old Shane Gosper, like the broken yeah. out Shane Gosper of what was that? 2017, 2018, or was that Something later like that, than yeah. that? Yeah, uh, I think it was 2018. Yeah, I want to say it was 2018. Yeah, but they did add some two solid players that I do like. I like Bukestad. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know why he signed in Arizona. I thought he could be more of a depth player on, you know, like an actual hockey team. But he decided to go like, to the Coyotes. I feel like for him, it was like there's there's some like unwritten thing in his contract where it's like instead of him like signing with like a team now, he'll be a like trade deadline thing. And he basically gets to pick like what contender he wants to go to. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I, I feel then like that makes especially sense. with a smart. lot of these guys, like that's kind of what they'll do is they'll just so- intentionally sign with bad teams just to get flipped at the deadline and like make sure they're going to a cup contending team. Right. That's the vibe I would get. I mean, maybe he just loves like the desert and isn't going to get right. traded, but like he, he seems like a like we're going to give you a fourth round pick for Nick Bukestad at the deadline to like boost our bottom sex kind of guy. Right. But but that so, makes sense though. Like from yeah, a, that's the vibe a management perspective, like that's a smart way to do things. Like you sign a bunch yeah. of guys in the offseason, then you trade them at the deadline for assets you wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah, and exactly. if you want to move up in the draft or that's just extra draft capital. Like it never hurts. I mean, I don't know how great like this, like if they had a more of a Judd bracket, I mean, that would be the smartest thing to do. Like, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know how good their prospect development system is, but I don't have any reason to believe it's not great. As of right now, like they do have some solid guys like, um, also Janice Moser, like, we could maybe see a breakout there. Like he played, I think, if I'm not wrong, he played a little bit last year. I think he did. Yeah, I, don't know. I didn't. Yeah, honestly, I, I didn't watch a ton of the Coyotes last season. At the end of last season, I, I, I don't <laughs> think anyone did. <laughs> yeah, I had, no, I had no, no interest whatsoever. I mean, their jerseys are really nice. So I'll give them that. But yeah, that's really all uh, they got going for him. And Clayton Keller. <laughs> yeah, and like 20 draft picks this year. But right, yeah. A I mean, honestly, like. like yeah, like in reality, though, I mean, Arizona could be really good in a couple years. I mean, there's Jacob Chikrin, too, who's hurt right now, um, or at least. And doesn't want to be there. <laughs> yeah, and he, but I mean, that's going to be like, another, like they're going to get a haul for him. So, like, yeah, they there, there's definitely, like, optimism in Arizona, finally. Um, but it's still, right. like, going to be, like, at least three years away. But I, I like what they've done, like, re, like tearing this thing apart um they've traded away everybody they should have and besides maybe like phil kessel the deadline last year i was kind of surprised he didn't get moved but other than that i'm but even then you know you get like a third round pick or like it's not that big of a deal but right. uh like other than that like i mean their their teardown has been really good now it's just right like the hard part of you know building it back up uh and but they i think they had a solid draft and they did they got you know i mean other and, than not drafting shane Wright, i mean that was the biggest joke yeah, draft. but I mean, like Logan Cooley's like fine. He's like, he's solid, but he's not Shane yeah, I, Wright. Like Shane, like I Shane Wright could have cracked this team out of camp. He could have probably been their first line center above Barrett Hayden. Yeah, I have I have less of an issue with the Coyotes taking Cooley um, over Wright than I do with the Devils and Canadians passing on Shane Wright. Let's put it that way. Like if yeah. there was a guy to pass on over Shane Wright, it was Logan Cooley. So I'm less like. Plus, I think honestly, like his offensive upside will be better to build around in Arizona potentially. Right. Like I see that I, yeah, like, I, I can, can make that. a, like a just, fun. and again, I guess for New Jersey, like they don't really need a center. That's, you know, but we're, yeah, we're like, but... whatever. It's, it's fine. I'm right. okay with and it. Like I'm not going to hate them on. One, one thing I can respect about the coyotes is that they recognize that they were mediocre for so long and they just yeah. finally tore it down. Like so many NHL yeah. teams, like, cannot do that like they just struggle like 
like Winnipeg. Like ideally, Winnipeg should tear it down. They have nothing really going for them. I I think they should tear it down. Or I'm sorry. Even well, we're, we're jumping ahead about forty minutes here, so let's let's. Yeah, we are. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll backpedal. Um, I want to say one more thing about the Coyotes. Okay. <laughs> I want to say I I do like from what little I've seen of a whatever his name is the goalie. He looked pretty good last year. He did, yeah. And they yeah. have they have a good prospect. I like the other goalie. I mean, struggling with names today. Prisvestov. I used to be able to say all the names, yeah, I think but now I can't. I think it's Prisvestov. Here's Vestov. I think that's I like that, and I mean this is all leading to I have the Arizona Coyotes at eight. The oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this team's gonna stink. Oh, They're yeah. gonna stink in front of a packed barn, baby. That's all that matters. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> love to see it. <laughs> oh, man. All right, um, so let's move on to. Wait, where do another... you have the Coyotes? Oh, I, oh, I have the Maith too. Yeah, <laughs> like they're yeah they're gonna stink. Um, <clears throat> so moving from one, um, team that admitted that they're dumpster fire to another one that has no idea what they're doing, um, in the Chicago Blackhawks. And, uh, as if things haven't been bad enough over the last calendar year in Chicago, uh, <laughs> here they are, um, the additions, which honestly, um, out of context, I actually really like their additions this summer yeah um max domi andreas athanasiu colin blackwell peter mrazik and alex daylock i'm not mad at both that the departures alex the dylan strom kirby doc dominic kubli kevin lankin and kevin calvin delhan eric gustafson colin delia and henrik borgstrom are the departures uh this team ripped everything apart besides like you know the actual core of the team um and uh or i guess the old core of the team um and now we're left with this weird mix of bad players and patrick kane and jonathan Taves. so uh i'll let you kind of go into uh oh they have max domi listed as a center that's interesting okay and the first line center which is also interesting um continue yeah yeah i I don't know. It seems like a wrong way to start a rebuild. Like getting rid of Debrinket and <laughs> um, who else? They traded someone else for a Kirby lot. Doc. Kirby Doc. Kirby Doc, right? Yeah. yeah and then I they let um, Kubalik walk. In free I guess Borgstrom. Yeah. I guess Borgstrom's young enough that I can kind of. But he was kind of. You know, he's not going to be anything. So. No, he had potential at one point, but. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It didn't make sense to me. Kane and Taves seemed like the guys to move. Even Tyler uh, Johnson yeah. at retained salary. Like, I, yeah. if I'm an NHL team, I'm taking t- t- Tyler Johnson at what, two, two and a half? Like, that's. I completely forgot Tyler Johnson was on this team, but yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know why they didn't <laughs> trade him at half. Or, oh, they also let Kevin Lankin in go. Which yeah. also. Which I mean, like, happens. whatever. That's right. Um, he had that one, I, like. Also, I would have traded Jake McCabe. Like, I wouldn't keep Jake McCabe if I'm rebuilding. Yeah. I like Jake McKay, but I would have traded him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I like Jake. He had a bad year last year, but yeah, I like Jake McCabe. Like, he's... Right. He's good. And did you mention they also signed Jack Johnson? Like, was that in your... Intro? Oh, no, I didn't mention that. Damn it. Because that is hilarious. Jack Johnson... Shit. I can't believe I we need him that. to play with Seth Jones. Like, just... All year. Yeah, all year. Just all year. <laughs> yeah. 
Connor Murphy on the third pair, and then first pair, Jack Johnson, Seth Jones. That is what NHL needs. Yeah. Be awesome. But that would be awesome. I think I think Domi was brought in. I, I didn't realize this. Domi has quite the internet presence. Like Max Domi. Oh yeah. Well, because Ty I does. Did. Like Ty Domi is super big on social media too. It's right. Crazy. But I, I like I looked at it the other day. I think someone posted it, like most followed NHL team. Oh, it's insane. Or yeah. NHL like, player per team. Like that's crazy. I don't get it. Like it's wild. <laughs> yeah, it's like funny. he's like I've never followed Max Domi, so like I guess maybe and he was big him. like before he played in Montreal too. Like there wasn't just like a like oh he went he scored seventy points in Montreal and he blew up. Like he's been like he's had a pretty big social media presence like forever. Oh really? Okay. Well, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, but I think, like yeah. Anyway, the, these Blackhawks just need to trade Kane and Taves. That's really all that's left for them to do. Yeah. It's I like mean, yeah they. They went for it. They're like, you know what? We're going to go for the Bedard, but we're not going to try very hard to get rid of everybody we can. Like, we're just going to get rid of Alex Dabrinkit, you know, like one of the best players in the NHL for practically not much value. They could have had more value, but they drafted Kevin Korczynski at seventh overall. Yeah, that was But then they redeemed themselves by drafting Frank Nazar later. So yeah. best player in the draft. All, all sins are forgiven there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah no, this team's finishing like, seventh in the central, and the, and if the Arizona wasn't here, they'd be dead last. They're pr- probably sure. gonna finish. I'd say twenty eighth, twenty ninth. Like they're gonna finish pretty low Mostly. this yeah. year. Yeah. Um. The the big thing, obviously, I mean, trading tapes and Kane like just makes sense. Um, especially Kane. Um, but like they also need to waive their no move clauses, and for some reason, that hasn't happened yet from what we've heard. Um, I, but at the same time, they're both pissed off that this team stinks. So I don't, I don't really understand the logic there from either. Right. Of them. Um, it feels like Patrick Haynes going to be more of like a deadline closer to that move yeah, than a beginning yeah. of the season move at this point. Um, I don't think Taves gets moved during the season just because I don't think he brings enough value to a team for a contender to, want to take him at, at this point um that feels like an off-season thing i think he's still they both have no they're, they're both free agents at the end of this year right yes i really yes. their contracts are up already both of them wow i think so i'm pretty sure they're both up at the end of the season okay um yeah because that was the big thing with uh i want to double check on that i'm very i'm while, while you're double checking i want to say one thing about yes. jones yeah yeah they're um, both uh free agents. wow like everybody's a free agent on this team holy smokes okay anyway yeah continue um jones jones made i saw uh uh, not a clip but like a quote uh that Mm -hmm. he's fine with the rebuild and he's willing to stay there for all eight years and i would also be willing to stay there for all eight years if i was making nine and a half million to do practically not much on the ice um yeah sure i mean you know honestly he had a like a bounce back season last year um he was actually like solid he was not the worst nhler in the league, no, he wasn't a nine million dollar defenseman, but he was, you know, he was a solid. Like I had him as my all star pick from from Chicago. Like I thought he right. was that, like good enough to rep, like to represent this team in the all star game. So like, I'm cool with that. Um, he right. was like probably like a five and a half million dollar defenseman last year, right? Which you know, hey, uh, <laughs> I'll take that, I guess. Um, yeah, uh, the other big thing with Patrick Kane, and this is like a like just a ownership thing if chicago eats half his salary which obviously they would in any trade 
other than maybe the Leafs if they take Marner back, that whole thing. Um, right. The actual salary dollars on Patrick Kane's like contract that like a new team would have to pay him at like fifty percent retained is like almost like a mil- it's like around a million dollars in actual salary, which is wild. Really? Which is like makes him super appealing to owners because they won't have to pay him anything. <laughs> um, obviously, his cap hit would be like five mil, but. Um, in actual right. in like real salary because of the way his contract was structured. Um, I think he's only making like four and a half this year or something like that. Um, and based on where he gets traded, like during the season, it would be about one point like three or four mil. Um, really, in real salary, which is insane. Like it's crazy. Um, so you know that's like, smart that, that, by whoever started the contract. That is smart. Yeah, that that opens the door, um, for smaller market teams to be in on him. Uh, which I think makes this whole thing a lot more interesting as we get right. closer. I mean, obviously, like the Rangers have been in the conversation, the Leafs have been in the conversation, Edmonton's been brought up. Um, but I think there's there's a real good chance that if like a good like smaller market team has like a good start to the year, like even like I mean, I don't think Carolina has the assets to pull it off, but like maybe even a Carolina um, could be in on there, and they're a team that you know has been cap strapped like financially um, in the past it could open right. the door for a team like that to kind of come in. Um, well, I'm just thinking about Patrick Kane in Carolina and how much fun that would be. Holy shit. Okay. Um, <laughs> it also be a lot of fun. Patrick Kane on the New Jersey Devils. That would be a, a hoot. Ooh, yeah, they probably should not do that move. Like, I don't think it, it might not be the smart long, long-term long move, but. I mean, if a team has like extra assets to pass, like to make a move like that, like right. it's New Jersey. Wow. That would be crazy. Yeah. Like um, Hughes and Kane, that would. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I would run the Metro. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, that'd be crazy. Um, yeah, that'd be good. So, yeah, I mean, like, but again, that's, it's, it's still up to them if they want to get, I don't, I can't see a reality in where, especially Patrick Kane won't wave his no move at this point. Um, But we'll see. I mean, it could be interesting. Uh, Again, there's a lot of teams, there's a lot of teams where it fits. Um, And as much as I'll like rip on Patrick Kane for, not playing defense. Um, if you're paying Patrick Kane five million dollars against the cap, I can look past that a lot more for a guy who's going to get you like hundred points. Like, <laughs> right. it clears up a lot of that. Like Patrick Kane at ten and a half million dollars isn't great. Patrick Kane at five um, as like a secondary option on a very good cup contending team. Like you right. throw him on like Toronto. Toronto's been a big team because him and Matthews are like friends, right? So that's a big mark. Like him is like the third best player on the Leafs. Um, like instantly wipes away all their goaltending issues for me, basically, because they're going to score seven goals a game. <laughs> so I, I have a question for you. Yeah. Would you be willing to give up Nylander, one of Sandine or Liljegren, and a first for Patrick Kane if you're the Leafs? Um, if it's Liljegren, maybe. Right. And and my, my only reason for that is because you have what one more year after this with with Matthews on his contract? I think so. I think. Yeah, twenty twenty four. Um and granted the cap is supposed to like shoot up like crazy in twenty twenty four. Um but like you have to win now. And at this point, I think Kane gets you closer to a Stanley Cup than Nylander does. Right. And if Lilligren isn't going to play, then he's not helping you do that either. Um, I right. don't love giving up a first in there too, 
um, unless you're getting something back, maybe you could pull um, even like a Max Domi back too um, to make that deal a little bit more appetizing. Right. Um, I think that's that's a very interesting offer because then you're still keeping um, Marner. A lot too. of the core, fact, and I like yeah. that. I like keeping Marner in that trade instead because you could get Kane for fifty percent, and that wipes away Nylander's. Like Nylander would cover Kane and Domi in that case. Yeah, basically, like more so. like, like there'd be a little bit. You probably have to eat half of Domi's too, but I don't think Chicago would care. Um, right. So I think that's and again, like if Chicago eats half of Patrick Kane's contract, they're only actually paying him like two million dollars. So it's not like they'd have to pay out like a ton of money. Um, so that makes it again, a lot easier for them to eat half that salary without having to um, ask for a bunch of assets back. I think this is a really interesting offer. I'd probably do that. Honestly, if it was Nylander, Lilligren and a first for uh, Domi and Kane at 50%, I'd, I'd probably do that if I'm Toronto. Okay. Cause I think that gets you closer to Stanley cup this year. And at, the, the, yeah. at this point, that's like, that's, that has to be it because the clock's ticking. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, it is, it's getting to a sure. point now where it's not um, like you can't, put this thing off anymore especially for cal dubas who's like if they lose in the first round again like he might not have a job next year so which, which sucks like he's yeah he, he should be an nhl gm yeah and he will be again like I, I don't think it'll be like a one year like this this won't be his only stop in the nhl i think he's done enough to prove that he's like competent um right. but maybe you know the big market isn't the best place for like if he was in like a st louis right now um i think like the narrative around cal dubas is completely different um i think but so. that's a whole yeah. other that's a whole other thing um but no yeah i'd probably do that and i'd probably do All that right. from a lot of teams there's there's very few teams that i'd actually do. like if i'm edmonton i'd probably do something similar as well um right. just because the window they're in um if i'm the rangers i'm probably not um because i think they still have like quite a bit of runway but especially for edmonton and toronto like i'd be super aggressive on patrick game yeah all right are we done with so uh, you have chicago seventh i have chicago seventh seven. by the way I think this is the first time where uh, two teams in where we have the same exact ranking. Yeah, I, think I mean, this uh, is the easiest too, but... Yeah. <laughs> It'd be yeah. really funny, though, if Chicago starts off, like, they just go on, like, a six-game winning streak at the start of the season, and then, like, <laughs> suddenly Patrick Kane, like, slips on a banana peel in the dressing room or something and goes on LTIR for a month. <laughs> just a... Vegas will be all over him. <laughs> just, just until the trade deadline. <laughs> He'll be fine. Uh, it'd be really man. funny though if Luke, if it turns out like Luke Richardson's just an unreal coach. Like this would be the time to figure that out too. It's like they want to lose, right. but he's just like he's literally the next like Perry Trotz. Didn't he say though that he's like he's not gonna tank? I thought he I heard not. in an interview that he's not yeah, he's I mean, not gonna. Yeah, of course not. I mean, no coach is gonna tank. Like let's be honest here, especially a first time right. coach. Like that's gonna, like you'll never get another job again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, let's move I on to Dallas. Colorado. Oh, Colorado. I Colorado, forgot about yeah. them somehow. Come on. NHL my champions. My uh, <laughs> best friends, the Colorado Avalanche. Follow me on Twitter. Also, follow me on Twitter, NBA Hockey. Um, Do you like the Avalanche? <laughs> follow good. NBA Hockey on Twitter. Yeah, it's, good enough for, it's good enough for the Avalanche. Good enough for you. Come on. Um, all right. Now, now I'm done being nice to Colorado. Um, uh, their additions this offseason, Evan Rodriguez, Brad Hunt, and Alexander Gorgiev. I'm not adding Alex Galchenyuk to that yet because he's just signed a PTO, although I think Alex Galchenyuk would be a really nice like depth addition for them if they do that. So please sign Alex Galchenyuk. Um, departures. Nazem Kadri, Andre Burkowski, Darcy Kemper, Nicholas Abe-Kubel, Nico Sturm, Jack Johnson, and Ryan Murray. That's a hefty list. Yeah, that is. 
big list replaced with essentially Evan Rodriguez and Alexander Gorgiev and Brad Hunt. What do you think about the Colorado Avalanche? I think they are uh, consistent Stanley Cup contenders. Mm-hmm. And I think they, they will be this year, even like despite their losses. I mean, that that second line center is a glaring hole. But if Newhook can even step up a little bit, like I'm not yeah. worried, really. Like they're just a, such a solid team, like just up and down in this lineup. Like I love, I love the way the league is moving with you have two stars and then you have one guy who's he like he should not be a first line player on most NHL teams, but he just compliments them. Like I like that. Yeah. Like you look at Toronto, like they have Bunting, Matthews, Marner. Like here you have Lekkinen, McKinnon, Rantanen, and like that just works. Like it works Lattis so well. Lattis hurt right now too. So. Oh yeah. I think he'll be in there. Yeah. He'll probably no. I I don't think. He- do you think he'll even play first line? I think he'll get pushed. I think he'll push he Rodriguez might. to the third line. Yeah, which I mean, that's like that's a good problem to have. Like, I'm not right going to get mad about that either way. But, but I think, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think Lekkinen will stay on the first line. Sure, I mean, yeah, Lekkinen rocks. Yeah, he does. And I mean, you could also like Nachushkin on there too if you wanted to. Like, they're basically the same player. Right, and and that's so, good. It's good to have <laughs> that's those. Good people. thing to have. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, I just. I like this team a lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you bring in Ben Myers. I know that was, I think that was at the deadline. He didn't want to sign in Minnesota, but yeah. like, that's just good value. Like he'll probably break out pretty soon. And sure. like, this team just has a lot of depth and they've taken chances on players and they've paid off like Logan yeah. O'Connor. Logan like O'Connor, I think yeah, for sure. that like the, the guy like that, like you, you bring in, I, I don't know if Cogliano was this year or last year. That was at the deadline. He was at the deadline. I think he yeah. played good. From what I remember, he yeah, played he pretty good. Same for with them. Darren Helm. Darren Helm actually had a really good playoffs. Yeah, and like, I don't know why, but I just, I'm I'm honestly thinking Darren Helm's getting close to 40. Like, he just seem, feels old for me. I know he's probably not yeah. even that old. He's like 30-something, like early 30s, I want to say. 33-ish. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I could be complete. I'm going to look that up. Anyway, continue. And the, the defense is just amazing, but I, I just want to know what happened to Sam Gerrard. Like, I, I, I want to know what the problem is if this is a 35. team de- there, no. de- he's 35 okay 35, yeah. yeah i huh. feel like he's been 35 for like six years though yeah i so. think time's just stopping <laughs> <laughs> for him like i don't i don't know why gerard would be playing like i feel bad for gerard like i feel like they should move him yeah just because it's i don't think it's fair to him like sure you're a cup contender like he, like he'll be such a he's such a good third defense third third pair defenseman to have but like I just yeah. feel like it's just it's not. I mean, they, they might have to move him like anyway, just salary wise. Yeah, like, well, with McKinnon's extension, like, I saw a good. I saw a good thing on Twitter though, where it's basically like McKinnon just took the Jack, uh, the Eric Johnson money. Like that's essentially what happened because he's getting paid like almost exactly six million dollars more than he was. And Eric Johnson comes off comes off the books this summer anyway, so he basically right. just like took that salary. So it's not like it's not like Colorado has like a new issue. Like, it's the same kind of structure that they had this year. Um, it's yeah. just going to one player instead of two. So, like, it's not that they made the contract feel a little bit better. For, I don't think it's like a steal. I saw some people call it like a, a steal, and it's like, it's not. He's the highest paid player in the league. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't like, like, but I mean, especially if the cap goes up like as significant, like, and I'm hearing like close to like it'll be around 90 million ish in 2024. Wow. Yeah, that's, a that's like optimistic. Um, I just heard, I listened to an interview today actually with Bill Daly. Um, 
and he was talking about how like they basically paid off escrow already because revenue was so like so high this past season because like both the tnt and espn deals worked out really well and they basically paid off all the escrow really like wow which is way ahead of schedule um so yeah like the cap could shoot up like crazy in 2024 um which could make this deal look a lot better but again like that's all i think that's what they're banking on like yeah for sure like chris like the new he's the new gm if i'm not mistaken yeah chris mcfarlane right that's his name Yeah, like I think he's banking on that. Like he's like, cap will oh, go up in a couple of years. This deal will be worth it. I mean, it's still above. Yeah. Like it's not a steal, but it's definitely, like it's not a bad contract for Nathan no. McKinnon. No, of course not, not. by any means. Yeah. yeah, Nathan McKinnon's one of the best players in the NHL. Like that's exactly. Not, yeah, he'll probably be a top five <laughs> NHLer like every year, for most of his career. Yeah. No. Yeah. He's still like he's still really young. Like that's not well, not really young, but he's still like in his prime. Like it's not gonna be a bad. I mean, he was underpaid for so long that like right <laughs> like it's fine like now he's he's accurately paid i'd say i'd say too I which just, is like yeah like it's i just fine. hate what happens with like Connor mcdavid should always be the highest paid player in the league but because of sure. how contracts end like it's never like people are always going to be want to be more paid than Connor mcdavid yeah. like if you're yeah. a top player and like that just it's, sucks yeah like it's just it's just dumb that's yeah, why the nhl it's why the nhl should move to the nba's like five year max move Really, um, that's a hot take. That's I, an NBA very, hot take. I'm very, right aggressive. I'm very aggressive. Well, first of all, because it makes it, it makes players like McDavid hit their hit free agency twice in their prime, at least. Okay, yeah. And I mean, in the NBA, you see guys sign like one year deals all the time, um, because everything's guaranteed. So it's, it's a lot. Like the salary structure is different, but but with a four with a four year UFA, five year like returning thing, like instead of the seven and eight you get star players hitting their hitting free agency twice and you get less bad contracts because you get less of the, this guy's 29. We're going to sign him for eight years thing. Like that doesn't exist anymore. He's 29. We're going to sign him for five, which makes things right. a lot like now he's 34 at the end of that contract. And that makes things a lot better for teams. Um, but it also right. allows like star players to hit free agency twice. I don't think the players would be excited about that, but I think it would make no. like the overall product in the NHL a lot better. But that's all. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm very much like I'm very much for the five year max, like four four UFA five, um, resigning window. Like five RFA and then four UFA. Well, five like if like you know like if you resign with the team, um, you can go for a maximum of eight. So like McKinnon signed for eight years because he wasn't like an actual UFA. But if he hit the UFA like at July first, if he was still UFA, he could only sign a max of four. It's like that, or a max of seven. So it'd be like that. It'd be like once you're U- once you're actually a UFA, you can only sign a max of four years. Um, but if you're re-signing oh, okay. with the team before UFA, you can go for five. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay, very that much sense. in agreement for that because I think I think that just it makes it better for everybody other than the players. But again, if you're still a good player at 34, then you can hit the market again. Like just right. don't stink. <laughs> don't be Louis Erickson, and you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, but like but half you could the also... league is Louis Erickson. Sure. You could also boost the salary like in that, like if that happens, like the salary cap would also go up. So those max deals would be a lot more common. Like you'd see players like you'd see McKinnon signing for like 14 and a half for five years instead of 12 and a half for eight. So it makes it like he makes that money up more or less. Right. Yeah. Not all the way, but it just it makes it more significant at the time. Like you'd see bigger contracts salary wise, but for less term. Um, Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's a whole like there. We could do a whole episode on on my my opinions I, on the salary cap but <laughs> i think we could definitely do an episode like that Might i feel like this is an awesome thing 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is an off season thing. Why are we talking about this right now? Maybe a dog day is like the middle of like January when nothing's happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Where do you have where do you have Colorado ranked? I have them first, no doubt. All right. I feel like you don't have Colorado first, and I need you to explain why you don't. Okay. Let's. I, I want to preface this going. by saying that. Okay. I want I want to preface this by saying this. Okay. I I really like the Colorado Avalanche. Like I really do, and it's not just because we're best friends. It's I, this team's really good. Yeah. But here's the thing. All right. Last season, with Darcy Kemper, this team started off a little slow. They had some injury problems. Things were kind of shaky at the beginning of the season. Whatever, right? Right. It's gonna take some time to, for this team to figure out who their second line center is because they don't have Nazem Kadri scoring 100 points, and I don't think Alex Newhook's gonna put up 100 points. The defense got worse. It's still probably the best defensive core in the league, but it got worse. And Alexander Gorgiev is their starting goalie. I don't care how bad Darcy Kemper was at the beginning of last season. Alexander Gorgiev was worse last season. I get that he's going to be playing in front of a good team. He's going to be playing in front of a much better overall team than he was last year. But it's going to take some time for this team to figure it out, especially in that. And a great defense can only get you so far. Like you still have, you're still going to, the goaltending is still going to matter. Right. I have Colorado second in the central. Okay. And now it's not I'm because think I think you're going to have first. And it's not, because it's not, it's, thinking. and it's not because I think that the team I have ahead of them is better, like overall. But it's because I think it's going to take some time for like Colorado's not going to be Colorado until like mid December. I think it's going to take some time for this team to figure this whole thing out. Right. So I have Colorado second. Anyway, let's continue. Okay, that's all I'm going to say on that because I'm done trashing that much. I love you. <laughs> Off to Dallas, I think. Off to Dallas. Yes. Yes. Um, Dallas Stars additions: Mason Marchment, Colin Miller, Will Butcher, and Nils Lundqvist, which just recently happened. Um, departures: John Klinberg, uh, Vladislav Nemeskov, Alexander Radulov, who I completely forgot left. Um, Andre Sekera and Brain Holby. Where did Alexander Radulov go? Russia. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, no, it's just it was one of those things that happened like on like the first day of free agency. <laughs> Nobody cared. I guess it got over- <laughs> overshadowed a lot because I do not remember that. Yeah, there like everything else happened, <laughs> like whatever it was July fifteenth or whatever free agency was. Okay. Yeah, no, he's huh. he's in, and obviously they still haven't signed Jason Robinson yet. But I'm assuming like my rankings are based on the fact that I think they get that done. But oh, are we basing our rankings on what the team looks like now, or what we think will happen if he gets? Signed? Well, I'm like I'm assuming things for me. I'm assuming Should Jason Robinson is gonna like I'm assuming he's gonna sign at some point in the next like okay. two weeks. Okay, then I'm just <laughs> I mean, if he does, if he doesn't, here. then things things fall apart. <laughs> like right. they have yeah. to, get, they have to get Jason Robinson signed at some point. Or somebody offer sheets them, which is still a possibility. But yeah. I hope so. I I love offer sheets personally. I just don't think anybody has a spare like nine million dollars kicking around right now, outside of like Arizona, who's not giving up the first overall pick for Jason Robinson. Oh so. right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they could they could try and make a run for it and give him the fifteenth overall pick, but that would be stupid. Yeah, I mean, hey. <laughs> I mean, Arizona's done dumber things. <laughs> it's fair enough. Hey, maybe Chicago wants to give him one more kick of the can with Taves and Kane. <laughs> you know, oh yeah, oh man. Okay, the okay Dallas, the Dallas Stars. They have a really good first line. 
I'm just going to mm-hmm. preface that by what yeah, I'm about absolutely. to say about the Dallas Stars. They have a very good first line. One of the best in the league. I would say. And nobody exactly. talks about it. Like, nobody Dude, talks about Rupe Hintz sure. or Joe Pavelski. Joe and Pavelski Robertson didn't under, get like, much. Rocks. Yeah. Like, he is he is what Darren Hell wants to be. Joe Pavelski is <laughs> real. Like, I had him on my Team USA team. Like, he's really good. He's still really, really good. Yeah. I, I think he's amazing. Yeah. Like, people only really know Joe Pavelski for that one clip that he had where he was tipping pucks like crazy and his white stick. He has an all-white stick all the time. Don't get yeah. it, but it works for him. So, not going to hate on it. But aside from that first line, and oh, there's the defense looks good. The goalies look good. Like, the forward core is nothing to ride home about. I mean, I like Marchment. I definitely do. Like, I think if Robertson doesn't get signed – start starting day like i would like to see marchman play with hints and pavelski yeah, so like yeah. i think that could work no, it, really it's definitely like not it's nearly as good it was really good last year yeah but i think marchman is the type of player who could fit in there like if, yeah. if need be or if robertson yeah. goes down or something mm-hmm. um but yeah uh jamie ben is still like he's getting older quick like he's just falling off like very quickly yeah. Mm-hmm. And like it's sad to see. Like I love, I used to love Jamie Ben. Like I used to be Jamie Ben's biggest fan. He never knew it, but I was his biggest fan. <laughs> Sending him letters in the mail. <laughs> oh yeah, all the time for sure. The DMs never, they never sent. I think he blocked me. Maybe. They <laughs> place a restraining order. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and they have Joel Kivaranta, the guy who almost got them close to almost winning a cup. Yeah. But I just, I, I don't, like, I look at this roster and there's nothing I love. Like, other than that first line, and I'm going to get to their defense yet, but, uh, like, that forward core, there's mm-hmm. nothing else I love other than Mason Marchment and the first line. Like, Denis Gurionov has not been nothing special the last couple of years. Like, he had a one really good year. Yeah. But but he hasn't Which been anything still special. still kind of hanging on, but, yeah. I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I Like, I think, I think he should be on the move. Yeah, I can and, see that. On the defensive side, like they have too many NHL defensemen, is yeah. their problem right now, and that's a Same good problem to, have. to make the team too. Right, and there's also yeah. Joel Hanley, who's been a solid, yeah. like above replacement defenseman. Like they have yeah. eight defensemen who could be above replacement, and I I don't think any many other NHL teams can say that. Outside of Pittsburgh, but we talked about that. Yeah, like yeah. there's, there's like a 12, couple. But... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they have twelve. Uh, <laughs> But but yeah, Ryan Ryan Suter like that was a very sneaky good addition. Like he's like he's a good player yeah. to play with Heiskanen. He hasn't been maybe the best, but he hasn't been bad for any yeah, by any fine. means. Essel Lindell was quietly one of the best defensive defensemen last season. Yeah, I still think he's a little overpaid, but yeah, no, he's he's yeah, uh, yeah, he's overpaid. He's not like bad, right? Yeah, like he should be getting paid whatever Artem Zub's getting paid. Like he is, yeah, he is. Him and Artem sure. Zub are pretty much very similar players. Uh, I like the addition of Colin Miller. Like he he bounces mm-hmm. around from team to team, but he's like he's always been like just a good, solid, reliable defenseman. Mm-hmm. And I mean the goaltending. You've got Jake Ottinger, and I don't know if Wedgwood season's repeatable. Like he kind of came out of nowhere, and usually with goalies, when they come out of nowhere, they don't stay for very long. But still, as a backup, like that's not going to hurt their team. So. Um, I'm bouncing between this. Like I, I have a five six, or a four five split for Dallas, but yeah. I'm I'm leaning more towards Dallas fifth. Yeah. 
That's where I have um, fifth. Yeah, I'm pretty much in the same in the same boat. I mean, their first line is one of the best in the NHL. It might be the best first line in the NHL now. Now that Calgary's gone. gone yeah, sorry. I think so. It could um, be. Honestly. Especially with Boston's, like, especially with Marchand being out. Um, yeah. I, I don't see a ton of competition. Maybe Edmonton could push something, but, or Toronto. Um, but yeah, yeah I think they'd be the Dallas only is easily, one. like, a top three first. Like, that line's going to be unreal. I mean, assuming Joe Pavelski doesn't fall off a cliff because he's, like, 50 years old. But yeah, and that Robertson um, comes back. Well, yeah, yeah, that too. Um, yeah, I mean, like, the middle of this lineup is not anything to ride home about. Um, maybe Tyler Sagan has a healthy season and he can kind of bounce back. I mean, he's still young enough that like there's a chance that that happens, but probably not. Right. Um, I wouldn't bet on it. Um, maybe we see a breakout from somebody like a Tidal Andrea. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, again, like I don't really know. Dennis Gorionov again, maybe. Um, defensively, I really like what they've done. I like the Nils, um, the um, uh, Nils Lundqvist trade. Uh, this mm-hmm. team's shown an ability to develop defensemen pretty well um so i think he'll get that opportunity um that he wasn't really getting in new york um and the picks like top 10 protected so like there's a world in where where the rangers don't get that pick this year but they probably will i don't think um right dallas will be looking at a bottom 10 pick but i mean it could you know who knows um right but it's just that's basically the if we don't sign jason robinson protection um (laughs) um Jake Ottinger, I feel, is slightly overrated now because of the playoffs. Um, I think, I think so. he's yeah. he's a really good goaltender. I don't look at his contract as being like a steal, like some people were calling it. No, um, I just call it fair it's value. A, yeah, or... it's a good contract. Yeah, um, he's still a really good goalie. Like I'm not trying to downplay his like ability, but he was you know the play he he was like like otherworldly in the playoffs, and that's you know it's gonna overrate you a little bit, um, yeah. especially when you're playing the the uh, Avalanche. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have Dallas fifth. Um, this team's just kind of going to be like in that playoff bubble area, kind of what Vancouver was last year. Yeah, um, I'd, I agree. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be fine. I don't know, like, yeah, they're, they're just they're not bad enough to be bad, and they're not good enough to be like a true playoff team. I mean, this team could make the playoffs; it wouldn't surprise me. Um, but I have right. them fifth. So, yeah. One, one thing I want to, or there's a couple things. One, this team mm-hmm. has a very bright future. They have a lot of good prospects, especially yes. forwards. Like they've got yeah. Stan Coven, Bork, a lot more than that. They have they have very good prospects. And um, I don't know if you remember what their owner said on yeah. the Cam oh, Strick yeah. podcast when he was yeah. talking about players demanding a bunch of money out of RFA. Uh-huh. Like, I think that's a joke. Like, it's an absolute joke what he said. Like, oh, I like do, you think, I like, do you think he was serious or like the owner? You think he, yeah, I think he was like, what serious. Do you mean by, oh, okay. So you just mean like, he's an idiot. Okay. I, I like, I think, I don't know what he's talking. Like, I do wish that there was more bridge deals. Like, I don't think it's sure. good for yeah, nobody's, nobody's going to do that. It's insane. Right. Yeah. But yeah. like, ref, I feel like that's a good reason why Robertson isn't signing. Like, I feel like that might've contributed a little bit. And I feel like that was just a bonehead move. Like the whole reason why you're in this situation is because you wanted to give Ben and Sagan a ton of money. Right. Like, exactly. And like that's the whole reason why you're in this situation. Like I know they don't have enough cap to get him done. Like it's not like they don't like the player. Like they just don't have enough money for him to get yeah. him. Like they have six mil right now, I think, was yeah. the number I saw. And he's gonna need like north of eight. North of eight, just south At of least. nine. Yeah, somewhere. I'd there. say. Yeah. I'd I'd say he gets eight point eight by eight. Yeah, that sounds that sounds fair. 
yeah but like really they're gonna have to make a move and i'm just waiting to see who it is otherwise they're gonna move him but why would they move him i don't i don't know yeah this this team is just it'll be interesting to watch for sure it's probably gonna be one of the defensemen that they move out i'd assume i think so yeah um which based on how much money they they have to clear up might be an slindel i was gonna say yeah i think it'll be slindel yeah I mean, they, they'll probably try to do something else other than that, but I mean, yeah, it's not a great, it's not a great look. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's that's Dallas. So we both have them fifth. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota. Right. Um, Minnesota had a fun offseason. Um. Again, not really adding it. Like, I feel like most teams in this division got worse this this summer. It's like the only division in the NHL where like ninety nine percent of the division got worse. Right. Um, but anyway, um, the Minnesota Wild, Philip Gustafson and Sam Steele are their additions. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Fiala, Cam Talbot, Nick Bierstad, uh, Jordy Ben, and Nick Delorier are the departures. And Dmitry Kulikov. And Dmitry Kulikov, yes, are the departures for the uh, yeah. Minnesota Wild. Um, the Minnesota Wild, a team that has about three second lines. Uh, yep, sounds about but- right. Their their one line is so good. Like I love Felino, Eriksson, and Greenway. Like that is just such a good line. Yeah, one I mean, of my. You favorites. could honestly like I could say that about any like their those three lines. Like really. Yeah. Like Baldy, Rossi, and Steele sounds like so much fun too. <laughs> I think that's that's gonna be a scary like like not not like I'm gonna say they're gonna be stars or anything, but they're like people are not expecting like that like that a breakout. But I think like this team like this like Boldy I think will easily put up like he should put up fifty points. I think Rossi will put up forty. And if yep. Steele can even get north of twenty, like that's just good, great. Like that's great. And obviously Kaprizov's like just gonna be Kaprizov. Ryan Hartman's yeah. really good. Um, Zuccarello's like whatever, but he he's really still be yeah. He, he yeah. loves playing with Kaprizov, and Kaprizov loves playing with him. So there's no point yeah. in breaking them up. Yeah, I'd love playing with Kaprizov too. <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> but but Ryan Hartman, like he was just like it was always the running joke that Ryan Hartman is your first line center, like. It wasn't yeah. like a good look, but I still wouldn't say he's worthy of like a first line center. But he is a great hockey player. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah, like he he'd be a great second line center. Is like if Rossi can massively break out, become a first line center, which is obviously the goal. Like that's what they're yeah, hoping for. for sure. Yeah, and if Boldy can play like he did last year with Fiala, like that's my the biggest fear I have about this team is players not playing great without like that Fiala line was like their biggest. Mm-hmm threat because they would throw out Kaprizov and then they'd be able to throw out Fiala yet too. Like they could throw both those guys out yeah. and they have a amazing shutdown line there with their third line. Yeah. And yeah, I like, I like Dewar coming in the lineup. Like I liked him last year. He just didn't get played much. And Freddie Gaudreau, like they love Freddie Gaudreau in Minnesota. Like all the quotes I've seen from Bill Guerin and Dean Evanson, like they love He's good fourth like, line. Like I'm fine with him as my fourth, my four C. Like he's he's yeah. good, he's good like, in that role. Yeah, he, they they love him. Like it's just crazy how much they love him over there. Like they they view him as such a versatile player, and like he's a good fourth liner or even third liner if you need. But yeah, and they have Tyson Jost. Like I'm really hoping he can kind of break out. Like he never really. Like broke out, yeah. After being the tenth overall pick, it's kind of like his last real like chance kick at the can, yeah. yeah. And on defense, uh, like this is really what this team does best. Yeah, this blue line is fantastic. It's, it's really yeah. good. 
yeah and they finally or not finally they broke up the most iconic defensive pair in the wild they broke up Rodin Dumba they're mm-hmm. running Brodeen Spurgeon this year and then Middleton Dumba which I'm going to be interested to see how that goes I don't think it'll go bad but I love the idea of Rodin Spurgeon together like that is not good for yeah. any offense and I'm really Middleton's just a good defenseman too like he is he's your solid defenseman yeah I'm fine with that yeah and Matt Alex Dumba he's still kicking around yeah this is probably Matt Dumba's last year in Minnesota. Like, I don't think they afford his extension next year. So there's some yeah, either he's going to have to go or a bunch else is going to have to go. I'm yeah. like, this. that'll be this team's biggest. The biggest problem with this team is the cap. Like, that, those yeah, Parise Suter deals, like, royally <laughs> screwed them. Yikes. And, like, it will for a while. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I mean, yikes. It just, <laughs> it just sucks. Like, yikes is really yeah. the only word for it. Yeah. And really flurry gustafson like they're just you're just waiting for flurry to retire after a couple years and then wallstead to take over the crease like yeah that's really all they've got and flurry's flurry's not like he didn't impress me last year like he was just letting in bad goals yeah like especially in the playoffs not a great goalie right (laughs) i'm just hoping he can play well like minnesota's goalies for some reason they have some of the best defensive players in the league like they play mm-hmm. very good defensively as a team but their goalies are always so bad and their goals save above expected are always awful because they have Except such low expected goals Percy Kemper. Or, like he was really yeah. good he's like and uh Devin Dubnik's first year there he was also really good but other than that yeah it's been yeah. kind of a hell it's been rough yeah oh yeah so I have Minnesota. this team uh I gotta double check here I have them oh <laughs> I have them second. I'm kind of regretting that, but I'll go second. Just because I'm banking on them. Kaprizov to Kaprizov. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I, yeah, pretty mu- I'm pretty much in the same boat um, with Minnesota. I think their offense is really interesting. I think Kaprizov adds that kind of dynamic element that this team needed. Um, I don't think the Fiala loss is going to be as crazy as some people are going to make it out to be because I think they have enough depth to kind of make up for it. Um, although their scoring is probably going to go down. Um, but defensively, I mean, this team's still going to be one of the best in the league. Um, I'm concerned about Marc-Andre Fleury. He had a bad year last year. He had a bad stint in Minnesota. Um, I don't love Philip Gustafson. He's fine um, as a backup. Uh, I have Minnesota third in this division. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I think they're going to be solid. Um yeah, I mean, they could surprise me. I think some breakouts from uh, Rossi and Baldy could change that, but I have them. I, I just have too much. I, I think this team lacks like the the power up front. Yeah, I agree. that's my biggest thing. Um, and I don't love Sam Steele being my second line winger, but right. that's besides the point. I would have liked them to bring in like an Evan Rodriguez in there instead, but hey, yeah, or uh, Sonny Milano. I was expecting Sonny Milano yeah, to sign. Sonny Milano would have been fantastic here, but hey, I mean, he still can. He's he's only signed a PTO, right? But <laughs> I, I saw the Flames post a clip of Sonny Milano, so they're pretty much gonna sign him. Yeah, they're gonna, and that's gonna be. We'll talk about Calgary next time, but yeah, that's right. gonna be crazy. Yeah, yeah. Calgary's gonna be really good next year. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have them third. Anyway, Nashville. All right, Nashville. Um, Nashville. Nashville, I think, is the only team that improved this offseason in this division. Um, yeah. Nito Niederreiter, Zach Sanford, Ryan McDonough, and Kevin Lankinen. Uh, they, they lose Matt Benning, Nick Cousins, Luke Cunnan, Philip Myers, and David Riddick. So they don't really lose a whole lot. Um, and they improve offensively and defensively. And, yeah. I mean, you could 
I think Lincoln in for Riddick is kind of a wash, more or less, give or take. Riddick's probably better, but not by like a significant margin. Right. And I mean, they have Sorrow, so like Sorrow's going to play eighty games this season, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. The funny thing is, though, the the Predators have a better goalie than Lankin already in their system, who they're just not giving an NHL shot. Like Connor Ingram is much better, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Then like, and he's just not going to get a fair shake. Like this guy. Deserves... I mean, honestly, like he could, he could beat out Lankanen. Like I think that's he, he possibility. Should. I think he yeah, will. He should. I think he will. Like he played in the playoffs last year. Like you're not like, and he played good against Colorado. Like yeah. as good as you can yeah. play against Colorado in a situation. For sure. Yeah. So did I say Dallas played? Who did Dallas play in the first round? You said Colorado, but they said Calgary. They didn't play Colorado. Kept... Yeah, they played Calgary. That's you also was. kept calling uh, James Robertson or not James Robertson. Now I can't remember his name. Is it James, James Robertson? Robertson. It's Jason, you kept, you kept calling him Jason Robinson. No, okay, well, I apologize. But I wasn't about Jason to correct Robinson. you. <laughs> no, okay, well, I don't know anything about the Dallas Stars. I'm sorry. <laughs> Continue. But yeah, the um, the Nashville Predators, they definitely have potential. I will say that. I do like what they did this offseason. Like, they took they they took some low-risk moves. Like, Nino Niederreiter. I like Nino Niederreiter. Mm-hmm. I love Nino Niederreiter. My boy. I, I love Ryan McDonough for what they mm-hmm. gave up to get him. I yep, mean, they have nothing. Jeremy Lozon on their third pair, which I think they signed him to like four by two or something, like two mil yeah, that was, years. that was a weird, weird deal. But Yeah, you... definitely weird. But <laughs> yeah, their defense looks good. I mean, I, I have nothing to complain about, really. I mean, Ekholm mm-hmm. hasn't been great. I mean, he's kind of getting up there in age. Like, But I, I always laughed at them giving up Ryan Ellis over Ekholm. And like, I'm sorry to say it now, but like, Ellis hasn't really done much in Philly. Yeah, he's played six games in Philly. Yeah, and I think his career he's gonna is probably miss this over. Enti- yeah, he's missing this entire season. So yeah, which sucks. It just sucks. Like he was such a yeah. great defenseman. Yeah, prime. it's really yeah, it was, it was rough to see that see that happen. But also, Sean Kateri is out for the entire season. But yeah, you know, the Flyers I, are. Yeah. We'll talk yep. about. Oh, we already did talk about the Flyers. Yep. Um, that's an update though. But I mean, we were we've already both had the eighth, so they're going to be worse than we expected. But anyway, right. continue. Nashville. Um, I like the first line. It really played good last year. Like Johansson kind of mm-hmm. had a breakout year, which was surprising to see. Yeah. Like he played great. Was, last everybody year. on that line had a breakout year. Yeah. Honestly. Like they Shane played. Forsberg had like 90 points apiece. It's wild. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And that second line got a lot better. Like I think that line will be very defensively responsible and like they can score when they need to. Mm-hmm. And the third and fourth line, like it, they, like they're just, they look solid. But yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. Like, I don't think they'll be bad. Like, that's really all I can say. Like, I don't think they'll be great. I don't think they'll be bad. Mm-hmm. And on defense, they're great, and they have UC Soros in that. So yeah. I have, I have Nashville at fifth. I had them at fourth because I put Dallas fifth. That was my split. Was Nashville Dallas? Okay. okay. You have Nashville first, I think. And I don't. People know are gonna hate me. People are going to hate me. But here's the thing, okay? Nashville has one thing in this division that nobody else does. And that is significantly the best goalie in this division. I don't think it's very close. Connor Hellebuck has a case, but Winnipeg's like Winnipeg. I, I think right. there's, there's enough of separation and talent everywhere else. <sighs> Goaltending wins you a lot of games in the regular season. Depth wins you a lot of games in the regular season. Having a Norris Trophy defenseman 
wins you a lot of games in the regular season. I'm not betting on Forsberg and Duchesne having like the exact same season they were, but I don't think they're going to fall off as much as a lot of people think they are. I think to be somewhere in the middle of that. I love the Nito Niederreiter edition. Um, I think Tolvanen's going to be better. I think uh, Janot's going to get better. I think Trennan's going to get better. Um, I think Dante Fabro's going to get better. But the biggest thing for me is the Vezina season that we're going to see from UC Saros. Like, I'm locking that in. Like, he's winning the Vezina this year. Um, and I think he's going to win the Vezina because the Nashville Predators are going to win the Central Division. And it could just be because I, I had a very, very nice trip in Nashville a couple <laughs> months ago. And I'm, I'm going back for the draft in June, and I don't want to be flamed. But I really like this team. I just think it's it it feels like it's all going to come together, and a lot of it's because of Saros. And this could be because of what I saw um, happen in New York last year, I where so. yeah, that makes a sense. goaltender carried them and i think that this division is not nearly as deep as the metro was last year i think the west as a whole is a lot easier to win games in than the east was last year and i think that little gap plus i think colorado is going to start off a little slow and i don't trust mark andre Fleury. i just think nashville has a really really interesting window here to win a lot of games especially in the first half of the season while everybody else is kind of catching up because like I said, I think they're the only team that improved in this division. I think that every other team's going to have kind of like Minnesota's going to have to figure out how to play without Kevin Fiala. Colorado's going to have to figure out how to play without half their team. Um, St. Louis, we'll get to in a second. Um, I mean, Winnipeg's Winnipeg, and Chicago and Arizona stink. I, I just think there's there's an opportunity here for a team that got better this summer to take advantage of that. So I believe in the Nashville Predators in the regular season, right. at least. But well, the playoffs might be a different story. But if UC Soros can stay healthy, and that's you know, that's a, you know, and if and if Roman Yossi can do what he did again, like at least close to it last year, this team's gonna be really sneaky good, especially in a division that I feel is pretty wide open. So I have the Nashville Predators first. And that's easily going to be the hottest. Well, we'll see. But that's going to be one of the hottest takes I have on this podcast in a long time. <laughs> and I'm not very confident in it. But why not? It, right. It's hockey. Stranger things have happened. That's true. National Predators, first in the division. Lock it in. Let's move on before I regret my decision. <laughs> <laughs> Two teams left. Yeah. We've been talking for a while. Yeah. We've been going here pretty steadily. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're about yeah, we're on pace somewhat. About an hour. Um, so let's wrap this up in twenty minutes. It won't be our longest episode. It'd be great. Uh, right. St. Louis Blues added Nolachari and Thomas Grice. They lost David Perron, Tyler Bozak, Billy Huso, and Charlie Lindgren. And added Charlie Lindgren in there because he played like somewhat, and he's actually an NHL backup this year. Well, but anyway. Right. Um. St. Louis, go ahead. Um, yeah, I think they'll do about just as much as they did last year. I don't expect, uh, I expect Cairo and Thomas to get better. And like, that's mm -hmm. scary. Like, that's good. Sure. And I expect 
I definitely don't expect the same season from Braden Shen. And that fourth line got better, I would argue, with mm-hmm. Nolachari. And I, I like the forward core. Like that's they have a good forward core. The defense is probably my biggest concern, which is crazy. And yeah, I just Oh, this defense. It was so good at one point in time. Yeah. But <laughs> here we are. Here we are. I mean, and Justin Falk. still really good. Yeah. And so. Justin Falk did not play bad last year. Yeah. Sure. And Pareko, he was so good. But then he just fell right off the cliff. Yeah. Like, I, he was not good last year. Like, objectively not good. Like, he wasn't bad, but he was not good. Marco Scandelzo for a while, too, I think. Yeah, they sure also don't have Scott Brunovich in here. Yeah, so I think he'll... for like a while. So okay, yeah, and Nick I Letty in your top four is not something you want. Yeah, Nick Letty stinks. He's garbage. <laughs> He's not good. And my other biggest question mark. Well, not my biggest question mark. My other question mark is Bennington. Can he play like he did yeah. in the playoffs last year? Like that's really they need that. Like yeah. they can't have regular season Bennington again from last season. For sure. And Thomas Grace I, is also not very good. He's not good. Anyway. Like people are saying they love the addition of Thomas Grace, but there's so much better backup goalies good, like, that they could have gone ago. for. Yeah, yeah. Like after he before he went to Detroit, he was pretty good. Yeah. And then he just, yeah, wasn't. Which means he's gonna like be really good this year and he's gonna take yeah. the starting job. Well, yeah. like I'm thinking like it could be maybe like <laughs> playing for Barry Trotz makes you a good goalie. Like I'm I don't know. Like that's just my yeah, thoughts I mean, there. Well, could it's very possible. <laughs> I wouldn't and know. I have I have St. Louis. I have him at third, and I know you do too, because you're not going to put him at six. You're not that crazy hot take. <laughs> okay. Well. No way. Get I'm gonna blow your. I'm going to blow your mind right away. Okay. Listen. Okay. First of all, positives. I think St. Louis has arguably the most complete forward core in this division. Yeah. Like top to bottom. I think it's, it's with the least amount of holes in it. Even losing David Braun, I think they'll be fine. I don't love Jake Neighbors in the top six if he plays there. I think Brandon Sod's more fitting for that role, but it doesn't matter. Right. Um I do not like this blue line. I think whatever I think Krug and Falk, whatever they had left, like they're not gonna get better. They're they're at the point now where they're gonna start to decline. Um Pranko might have something left in the tank. Maybe he's young enough, but not playing with Nick Letty. <laughs> and, I mean, whatever they throw together in the third line is not going to be good. It's not a good blue line. I, I Jordan Bennington hasn't shown me anything in the last two years that tells me that, like, regular season-wise at least, that he can be the guy here anymore. Um, right. And his contract's, like, just starting. So <laughs> it starts this, <laughs> this is the first year of six. Um, Yikes. And they don't have the security blanket of a young goalie who can get hot. I mean, Thomas Grice might have it in him, but Thomas Grice at the age now where he can't play 50 games. And he just, he can't physically do it. Right. So, like, even if Thomas Grice has a great year, like, has, like, a 920 save percentage, he's going to play, like, 35 games at the most because he's, like, 38 years old. Like, it's just, you can't, it's the same, same kind of thing I had in Buffalo with uh, Craig Anderson. Like, he just can't physically, like, split starts down the middle with them anymore. And I mean, also you're paying, you just started like Bennington's contract. So you're going to give him a lot of runway to figure it out. Right. 
for me, four, five, and six in this, in this division are like super close. So like, I could see St. Louis finishing anywhere between four and six. Like I think them, Winnipeg, and Dallas are pretty much all like the same level. Um, but I just their blue line is the worst of the of the three, in my opinion. Um, and I think their goaltending is the worst of the three. Yeah. Um, and that's why I have them sixth. But I think it's gonna be very close six. Like I think we're talking like five points separate four and six in this division. Like I don't think it's gonna be like a crazy oh, drop okay. off. Like it's yeah, gonna be close. Like all three of those teams are gonna be very competitive. But I just think there's enough with the other two that I like more. Um, but although in saying that though, I do think the Blues arguably have the most complete forward group in this division, like top to yeah. bottom, the least holes in that lineup, which is like it's a really good forward group. <laughs> yeah, but it's for just sure. everything else, I just don't, I just don't like. Yeah, I get that. All right, on to um, finally your most interesting Winnipeg. take of the day. I'm gonna say. Yeah, I have Winnipeg fourth, obviously. Um, Wait, you have them fourth? I thought you had them third. Nope, fourth. Who do you have I had third? Uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. And that's the third. Okay, right. Yeah, okay. Okay, Winnipeg yeah. fourth's not bad. Winnipeg fourth. I have I have Winnipeg six, but I'm gonna explain why. Okay. I I think um, a new coach will help. Yeah, sure. Oh yeah, you gotta um, give the additions. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Jumping is, the gun here. Yeah, go on. Take it easy. Uh <laughs> additions, David Riddick, Kevin Stinland, and Sam Gagne. Um departures, Paul Stassen, Evgeny Sveshnikov, Eric Comrie, and Zach Sanford. This team objectively got worse this year. Wow. Well, sure. They, I'd oh, say yeah. they pretty much broke even if Perfetti plays. I mean, I guess it's not really addition. It's not an addition, yeah. Well, it kind of is because he didn't really play last year, but sure. And I think Sam Gagne for Svechnikov is kind of a wash this year anyway. Sure. Like, I'd say Sam yeah. Gagne sure. and Svechnikov can do the same. Similar, They have a skim, similar skill set. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. Kevin Stenlin, but not for – like, I don't think he'll crack this lineup opening night. Yeah. But he has he did have a good preseason game today, from what Murat Otesh yeah, from the Athletic was saying. I still have to, I still need to get my Sportsnet Plus membership because it's no longer NHL Live anyway. Yeah, that's it's ridiculous. Been, yeah, it's, it's the same thing, but it's just yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Whatever. I haven't watched any preseason hockey yet. You know <laughs> what? I plan on doing that like tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's quite the debate, the NHL Live debate. Um, yeah, that's all done. We can have an episode about that too. <laughs> uh, this the Winnipeg Jets. Um, you know, I hate the idea of breaking up Connor Dubois after what they did last year. Like they were, mm-hmm. like they were, they kept each other together. Like that worked. That worked so well, especially if you could play Perfetti there. But they ha- they cannot play Shifley and Wheeler together again this season, just for what happened, like stripping the C. Like you, you can't put them back on the first line. Like you can't. Yeah, no. I mean, he's also not like he's he's not a first line player anymore either. No, he's not even top six no. in Winnipeg. Like, I wouldn't put him on my top six if I'm Winnipeg. Probably not. No. Although I don't but, know if they have a sixth forward that I'd have in there. Otherwise, no. Like, I, I would have had Evgeny Shvetsnikov, but like he's not ideally your top six forward. But he just worked there. I mean, Paul Stastny would have been fine on the wing there too. But yeah, he would have been great. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't think Chevy thought of that. Yeah. Probably. Um, okay. But yeah, yeah, this team is pretty much the same. They're pretty much running it back after mm-hmm. a poor season. And I mean, I'm hoping Hainola and Sandberg can jump in the lineup, but there's just too many defensemen in Winnipeg. And they're not it great sounds like uh, It sounds like they want to play like younger players. Like that was one of the big things that I got out of a lot of their like media stuff is that yeah. they want to play the kids, which is like, that's, that's, that's good. better that's... than playing Nathan Bolio 
like every right. night. <laughs> they did last year. Yeah, but like I don't know who's gonna go. Like someone's gonna have to go, and I have a scary feeling they're gonna sit Demello, which is gonna suck. Yeah, I think he's gonna get sad, and that's not good. Like Demello is, he's not a top defenseman in the league, but he is such a good compliment player. Mm-hmm. Like he just works. Yeah, and Connor Hellebuck's gonna Connor Hellebuck. I I think this team will will have a well. They'll play a lot better than they did last year. Like, from what I've mm-hmm. seen with their systems and what they're implementing, like, the D are finally pinching. They're getting in the game offensively. And like, that's what they've needed. Like, that's why Pionk's been playing, like, crap last year. Like, he, yeah. could, he he couldn't do anything. Like, he's not a defensive defenseman. No. I mean, even Josh Morrissey, too. Like, if he can get more into, like, the offensive right. game, I think that would be... Like, yeah. And that's, again, that seems to be something that Rick Bonus is, like, preaching heavily, is he yeah. wants to get his defenseman a lot more involved, um, and, like, which is, like... That's what this team's built to do. <laughs> like, right? Yeah, they're they built have to good. Score six a game. They have good offensive defensemen. Like Schmidt can play well if he's mm-hmm. put in offensively properly. Heinola will play great if he can get his offensive game in there. I think Sandberg can play good if he's in there offensively. Yeah. Like, I think it's just good. It's objectively good for the team if they can implement their defensemen into yeah. the game finally, and like truly getting the idea down pat where. A defenseman jumps in, the forward comes back to cover. Like something that's so basic that Winnipeg yep. can never do. Like mm-hmm. finally getting something like that in there. Like that is like like what they did with Bufflin. Like Bufflin would often go often go on rushes and then go behind the net with a wraparound, but there would always be someone at the point covering for him. Like that it was just a given. But like this last couple of years, like things like that have not been up like there. And that's something that I think will definitely help. But I still have Winnipeg sixth because I'm not confident, even though I love the Winnipeg Jets and I am from Manitoba. So I should be more confident in the hometown team, but I am not. Um, my, my biggest thing in Winnipeg this summer, right? And this is this is not really affecting my Obviously, I have them fourth, so it's not like a deal breaker for me. But um, it just seems like everything they did this summer was like a half, like half-assed. Um, where they, they went into the summer wanting to get a big name head coach right that was the move and it was they went all in on barry trots and they didn't get him and they had to panic and half-ass it and get rick bonus who i think is an upgrade over paul maurice but not like a significant upgrade over paul maurice yeah um i think the biggest thing that the rick bonus hire did is it also cleared out the rest of the coaching staff um which i think will actually have a bigger impact than than people think especially defensively i think um getting a new like I think Charlie Huddy just wasn't good oh, yeah. at his Charlie job. Um, so I think I, I'm pretty sure Scott O'Neill is running the, the defense now, which maybe be better. Um, but it's not, you know, it's, it's a different voice in the room. And I think that's kind of like, that's a bigger deal than people are going to make it to be. So although the head coaching move itself might not be a huge upgrade, I think the fact that they like, they're redoing the entire bench actually will help things. Right. Um, but then even like, this team was a team that was like big changes were going to come to the core and like they were going to make a bunch of moves and they went after a bunch of like even like mid-tier ufas and nobody wanted to sign so they ended up signing sam Gagne. like it's just it was like okay um and then finally with uh like the big core moves like everybody was like oh this team's gonna make a bunch of trades and it's gonna be like this crazy thing and then nothing happened so like a week before preseason they're like well we have to change the locker room so blake wheeler's not the captain anymore right. and it's just like it just seemed like everything was like a backup plan to what they yeah. wanted to do 
it, it seems like um, they're playing catch up with themselves. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, we're not catching 100%. up on ourselves. Like, it's like they're like they're chasing their own tail here. Like, that's what yeah. the Winnipeg Jets are doing. Um. Yeah. But I think I think we're gonna see a bounce back season from Connor Hallback. I don't think it's gonna be as bad as it was last year. Um, David Riddick's fine as a backup. He's not like it's whatever. Um, I would have liked to see them just keep Eric Comrie, but whatever. Maybe he just wanted to get get more playing time. I think so. Who knows? You know, if they um, played him like a, not one more game, he would have been RFA still. I remember that was yeah, a big controversy. That was yeah. Well, hey, I mean, it's, it's all about thinking ahead, right? right. Um. I mean, but offensively, I mean, this team's still going to be really good. Um, as much as their defensive lapses up front are going to still be prevalent, um, I don't think there's a system that can fix Kyle Connor's like defensive ability at this point. Um, right. But they're, they're going to score a lot. Um, if their defense can get activated more, they're going to have the puck a lot more, um, which could also help their power play. So I think like that, like the offensive side wins games in the regular season. That's why I have them fourth. Um, but my my other my my central like this is just full of hot takes. Um, it is, I have it's definitely. I'm gonna end it. I'm gonna end it with one. Is there, first of all, is there anything else you want to say about the, the Winnipeg Jets before I before I drop oh, the mic? I, on this, I could go on a rant, but like I, there's really nothing that I can say. Like my silence is more deafening than. <laughs> but yeah, right. this team is just like they're just. I don't know what they're doing. Like t- season ticket sales are down. Like you should have just either threw in the towel or. Th- thrown out Blake Wheeler out of Winnipeg but I, yeah. I, I can let you rent now okay uh first of all who do you have what, what are your playoff teams in this uh in this division oh yeah okay um depends if Robertson comes in like I think sure like also Pacific like I don't I don't know mm-hmm. if four teams will make it out of the Pacific like I think sure. I don't I, I don't know if five will I mean so I'm gonna say mm-hmm. Nashville makes it and Dallas will be very close like it'll be quite the race okay because I have Nashville four Dallas five yep Nashville, Colorado, Minnesota. Hmm. Period. Okay, that Pacific episode is going to be interesting. That's it. Quit the prelude. Yeah. See you guys okay. next time. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the, or goodbye from the Odd Man Watch podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, quickly, um, thank you guys again for listening. Um, follow us on Twitter and Instagram uh, if you're watching us on YouTube. Uh, links in the description if you're listening to this on apple and spotify links not in the description maybe they are in the know. description they were last oh, there time. you go perfect. they will be, they will uh, continue to be in the go. description perfect that's not my job so <laughs> there you go. um yeah follow us there uh and you can follow me on nbi hockey on twitter and instagram um where can they follow you uh you can follow me also twitter instagram I'm on LinkedIn at Brody Newfeld. Yep. So if you I'm want on to LinkedIn too, sure. follow me there too. Maybe get me. I'm actually over 500 connections impressively. Oh wow! So I have like 10. So <laughs> get George a little higher. We'll do that. And then uh, yeah, uh, Broly talks hockey on Instagram and uh, BTH podcast on Twitter. I don't tweet much though. I just do it on my personal. But like, there's really nothing of substance there. So I'm just a Twitter scroller. Just just cat memes right yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so again thank you guys for listening uh and we'll see you guys in the next one for the pacific which hopefully we'll have out also before the preseason's over which is not till the 10th so we should absolutely have that out before the preseason's over um right yeah i mean hockey's back so that's cool um hopefully we get some more news on pto's signing before then but i think we will that's it all right thank you guys for listening we'll see you guys in the next one